0: Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion on this glorious day. My name is Kimberly Quinn. I am super duper excited to have a chat about the well, what's being called, termed the Great Resignation, and why it is never, ever, ever a waste of time to take a break. You know, I, I think like just to begin, I think that the coronavirus, obviously, you know, I think we are all aware of how much it changed the world. And it's still changing the world because we're in this like long haul weirdness, you know, place right now. And also it's changed, dramatically changed everything, you know, as far as what it means to work in a career and a you know, job, career, calling. It's changed just everything about it and as far as, you know, where we do it, <clears throat> you know, how much time or you know, the time frame that we're doing it, and really overall just what a work day means. And then, um, one thing though, that has not changed really is that we still human beings still need breaks before the Rona, we needed them and most of us didn't take them and we need them now more than ever. And the, you know, the great resignation, I think is maybe a manifestation of, of this also just an overall societal burnout. Also, I'd like to do a shout out to my, uh, my inspiration for today too, uh, Lynn Zubernis and she writes for psychology today as well. And I, have just been really into this thing about routines and ruts and, you know, relaxation. And then I was reading, I'm like, wow, you know, we could touch on what's going on now in a way bigger way. And, you know, there's obviously there's been a lot of talk, a lot of chit chat, a lot of debate about the great resignation, with, at least in the U.S., uh, you know, record numbers of employees are just turning their backs and walking out the door from jobs. And, you know, I, I think really what Lynn talks about here is is what's underneath all, what, what's going on underneath. And there seems to be a, a, a definite, unacknowledged factor or role of, of you know, widespread burnout You know, what's interesting, too, is, you know, I like to throw a statistic in here and there, not to cause, you know, brain pain, but just a little bit. And Lynn talks about that they've had recent, very, very recent research has been done that found that workers um, find that, um, well, half of them feel burned out and two-thirds believe their feelings of burnout have worsened. That's crazy. So we know, I mean, I think we've probably all experienced that at one point. And definitely, if you've, you know kind of enjoyed and survived young parenthood as much as we love our little blessings, you know, it, it's it's 24-7. And we can we can take exhaustion up to a new level, especially if anybody has twins and, you know, it takes exhaust because you have to do what you have to do. And you know you have to do that. And we love our little darlings. And when you've done, you know, gone all day and then somebody's up throwing up, you know, at night and then you're back at it first thing in the morning to, you know, and, and that level of fatigue, and we kind of pass fatigue. Um, and we can enter into you know a place of burnout. and when we do this, speaking of the employees, employees, obviously when they're burned out, become less happy. We know obviously, you know when the happiness plummets, productivity definitely plummets, and they therefore become less efficient, which is the happiness thing emotion you know emotionally just fatigued, physically fatigued, pro- productivity goes down. and this is also happening at least in the u s in a culture. That we've got here, and I love my country. This is just true. That we have historically made people feel guilty for um, taking care of themselves, wanting to take off, take off from, you know, what they're doing, and take a break. You know, we've we've really, you know, and actually, I have to kudos out to Champlain. I didn't even plan this, I swear. It, it we we are big from the leadership, top tops on down, really encourage, and they did before the Rona, even actually taking a break because I think we know what it's like out. In corporate America, you'll sign up for the job and they'll say, oh, and you get three weeks and then you get a week of personal debt, and take them however you want. When in reality, it's not true. I mean, you've got them, technically speaking, in HR world, but if you take them when you're burnt out and, and you've got a, a big project going on, people, you know, it's not, not, not good for you in the undercurrent, you know, like you might not get that next promotion. So people, though they have them, don't take them. It, there's a definite deterrent to that out in the world. And I, I think that it's fair to say, and it's more complicated than this with the coronavirus virus and, and, and kids and virtual learning and families and everything going on that happened with the Rona. Although I think it's fair to say that the, a big part of what's going on with the Great Resignation is, is it, you don't need to think too deeply, it's plain and simply societal burnout. You know, and, you know, this talk is, is mostly about, you know, seasoned grownups today, though it's also important to acknowledge if any of you have teenagers out there and, and younger kids. I'm thinking especially teens, I guess, because they're in, in between. And actually, the young adults in college, um, little kids tend to naturally find an escape, I guess, maybe a little more. But the thing is, it, it's not, we're not talking, our talk isn't limited to, you know, careers per se. Because teens, I, I think anybody who has one out there, we had a little bit of this. Our youngest, our our youngest of five, um, was just starting out in college. So, uh, yeah, and they, you know, some of them are taking gap years now because it was just too much. And I, I think of the the kids who are also had the junior senior spread that you know that like or sorry yeah junior senior first year spread like from leaving high school into college. That just couldn't have been easy. It just missing out on their proms and their and their sports stuff and their learning and, and then and the excitement of going to college, not knowing if it was going to be open or not and talk about burnout. So, it's, And so a lot of them are taking gap years now also. So, OK, so this is where we move into breaks and why it's important to take them, to shake the guilt for taking them and actually to make a conscious, you know, or concentrated effort to take them because because a break is never Ever, ever, a waste of time, and I'm talking from a cognitive psychological perspective, okay, so I mean, so since now, <clears throat> I think obviously we're guessing because we're you know this is our our present moment it as far as work intruding on home life for seasoned grown ups as well as uh young adult grown ups and and teenagers and 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 even even the younger kids. Work has just brought in school, just brought brought all of, brought it brought excuse me brought itself right into the household, which has been made you know has made it tougher to set boundaries and tougher to, to have any kind of separation, you know between what's considered for work whether that's your you know you're in ninth grade in high school or whether you're a seasoned grown up it's it's really been a big blend which I think there's a lot of talk out during talk about during the Rona virus but now that it's we think maybe over when this long haul weird phase. It's, it's changed, changed things, I think, possibly for a very, very long time. So here's the thing. We're going to talk about the ways to take breaks. And the first thing, first thing, number one on the list is to work through that programming in our heads, that taking a break, not being productive for a half an hour or an hour, you know, to have guilt over that, we need to, we need to shift out of that into a positive mindset for break-taking, a positive break-taking mindset. And that may be a little bit of a heavy lift because we've been so conditioned from the ground up that, that this is just, you know, especially if everybody's, you know, still working behind you and whatever it is, and you're the only, you're the only one being healthy. It's can be, that's a, can be a very, very, you know, tough thing to swim upstream with that. And it's just so important to be a trendsetter, especially now. Okay. So of course, number one on the list is, is leisure. And I do a thing with this, with my Minecraft, it's talking about what leisure is and what it isn't. So leisure is, is, is doing something just for the sake of doing it. It doesn't have an end goal. It doesn't have, I mean, if that stuff happens on the sidelines, that's all right. But the goal is just to, you know, hobbies are good for this. To ju- you're just immersing yourself in your painting or your racquetball game or you're in the woods or, you know, playing guitar in the garage, you know, it's, it's just, and you'll know that it's leisure when time just flies by because that means you're in the flow zone, which of course is based on the work of Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. When you lose track of time, lose track of who you are, not in a codependency way, but in a, like I'm one with my guitar. I'm one with my artwork. I'm one with my, you know, walk in the woods with my golden retriever in nature or whatever like that. So leisure to do something just for the sake of it, and then, of course, and there's overlaps. I brought up the nature thing already. Getting out into nature, whatever that means for you, you know, if that's Central Park, or you're out in the woods in the Green Mountains or the White Mountains of Vermont or New Hampshire, great. You're on the beach in California, or Florida, or, or for my 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 uh, listeners in other countries, you know, if you're out on you know, on the islands in Greece or the gorgeous Alps or wherever, to get out in nature is so important because it it centers us. It centers us in a way that's just very, I think, primal. You know, it just grabs us and, and touches both feet back down onto the earth. And that can be enormously freeing and bring inner peace to oneself in this hectic world. There's another thing that <clears throat> Lynn Zubernus mentions in, in her article about um, a break is never a waste of time. I actually have heard from my students for years. It's called the Pomodoro technique. And I <clears throat> it's named after the, the tomato actually. And it's a little timer. It, so you work for a certain amount of time. I want to say it's 25 minutes, but don't quote me. You work for a certain amount of time, the timer goes off and then you're committed, you know, you commit yourself to stopping. Even if you are right in the middle of, you know, an amazing thought or whatever, you pick your hand up off the computer or tablet or, or, you know, writing, if you do an old school, whatever, and you stop and you actually get out of Dodge, go walk out the door or if the weather's not like another room or something like that. You can pick up a book. You can just do a mindfulness thing. You, you know, you can, you know, play a, you know, a quick game of checkers with one of your kids or partner something, but it's a, a full detachment of not like checking emails and things like that. It's a full detachment. My students say a lot about it actually. Uh, so this is one way to take a break for those of you that are kind of, uh, maybe also recovering perfectionists and, 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 um, I don't say workaholics, that's not a nice word, but you know, very uh, in the fast momentum of working more hours than you may like. Let's say that. So that, that can really help somebody with that mentality because the timer thing is is concrete, like boom, okay, I'm off. And then it rings again. It's 25 minutes later, bing, and whatever sound it makes. And then you go back to your work and it's been it's been shown that this can be highly, highly effective for well being and the productivity end. Okay. So here's the thing. It's Lynn talks in her, her article about how, how to take a better break. And I can't say enough about this because anyone who knows me knows how, and I'm just not a huge fan of cell phones. Of course, this would also include the computer, but really she talks about sometimes we think we're taking a break and we're really not. And I think, you know, just when I'm out in the world, I definitely see my students, which is why when we have at the end of, our end of the year, uh, pizza party with a movie, it's, they, ha- they have, they're required that their cell phones off for every class. And I don't lift that when it's a movie because it sounds ridiculous, but they kind of need to be, I don't like to use the word force, but you know, that's what it is strongly encouraged to take a break. Cause if I didn't do that, they'd be like on their phones watching during the Grinch. And then you didn't even enjoy it. You know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. So She talks, oh, this is new people. So I have to give uh, a shout out to Nir Elal and Chelsea Robertson, who are the second part of this discussion from the Psychology Today magazine. And they say, until recently when I needed a break, I grabbed my phone. Whether I was bored, mentally fatigued, or just wanting a pick-me-up, I found relief by checking the news, Facebook, or Instagram. However, research suggests I could have done better. While some breaks can leave us refreshed and re-energized, others, parentheses like mine, and parentheses, more likely to make us feel depleted and drained. This is so true. And though I'm not much of a phone person, I can admit to having this experience here and there. And it's just true. Like you check and, you you know, um, the message, and then you're like, you're right. And whatever you have to do next is right there. And there was no break. And it's like this, it's seductive, I think, because it's this illusion of rest that we're really not getting. And just as they say, really what happens is we, when we get pulled into that, the result is that we feel drained and depleted and not refreshed in any way, shape, or form to go back to whatever task it is we were doing. So this non-break <clears throat> of the cell phone also can lead to, you know, a plummet in productivity. It's like a cycle, and we get sucked back into the phone We come back to work unrefreshed and depleted and we just do it over again. So there's also these two authors, neuroscientist Adam Gasly and psychologist Larry Rosen. They wrote uh, the book called The Distracted Mind, Ancient Brains in a High-Tech World. And they talk about this cycle of um, unproductivity back to the phone and all that. And also how when we take a break, you know, a healthy break, a proper break, you know, a right sort of break, that it can actually increase productivity by directly um, sort of giving the prefrontal cortex cortex a rest. So just a quick reminder that the prefrontal cortex is the part right behind the forehead, and it's responsible for all our higher forms of thinking, reasoning, decision-making, judgment, planning, organization, also impulse control, actually, even just planning for taco night. Something like that. It doesn't have to be planning to be a doctor when you grow up or planning for your retirement. It can be as simple as taco night. But the point is, the part behind the forehead is all the stuff that gets us through the whole day um, in a higher, you know, our higher functioning thinking processes. So these authors explain that when we work, the prefrontal cortex makes every effort to help us execute our goals. But for a challenging task that requires sustained attention, research shows that briefly taking our minds off the goal can renew and strengthen motivation later on. Breaking for activities that rely on brain regions other than the prefrontal cortex is the best way to renew focus throughout the workday. I I would say that this also feeds beautifully in with the Pomodoro um, routine, the, the the tomato shaped timer ritual we just talked about. That would that would gels with what the authors of the distracted mind are saying beautifully. So Gasly and Rose and then go on to talk about the rewards that come from the cell phone and I can tell you that I also show a, a short clip of um, in my Minecraft class with, with Anderson Cooper, actually, and, and in mindfulness and he ends up, he, uh, you know, keep, they put electrodes on them and do a whole, you know, scan. And the, the, it is amazing how the cell phone, when it's in, in, when we're not taking a break from it, the rewards are all happening in the same rewards part of the brain that any other addiction does. And it takes over. This is what happens. And so, uh, Gasly and Rosen explained that the rapid rewards we get from skimming our news feeds alleviate boredom for a few moments, but also train our brains to seek out similarly stimulating blips of joy every time we feel a twinge of fatigue. So the next time we're bored or our past experiences, having gained reinforcement from our smartphone, will drive us to self-interrupt. This is exactly what we're talking about. So it's the same reward system, You know, that happens with anything else we're talking about that we get pulled into and then takes on a life of its own. And then, of course, you know how I feel about life minutes. There is no bigger thief of life minutes than a cell phone. Okay, so so we talked about um, some ways that are good ways, healthy ways to actually give the the PFC or prefrontal cortex uh, the break it needs. So the number one on the list is stop apologizing for it and stop feeling guilty for it because you're doing something good for yourself. You know, just like eating an orange or something, would you apologize for that? You know, no, right? So, so we need to get rid of them. We need to shift into a more positive take a break mindset, and uh, with with and leave the guilt behind. Okay. Also, we talked about hobbies. We talked about leisure. We talked about nature, exercising. I can't say enough about. And these authors also talk about laughing, can't laugh enough. And another thing they have in here is exercise your eyes, which I already have them do in Minecraft with in a way that stimulates a vagus nerve. But I think they're they're talking about, um, it says, every 20 minutes stare at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds. This type of break is restorative, Gasly and Rosen explain, because it requires blood flow to the brain areas that are not related to sustained attention. Excellent. So, it's called the 2020 Eye Breaks. What I have my students do is have them um, play, do like firm circles, massages over their eyelids, which stimulates the vagus nerve and it's an immediate calm down. And also the outsides of the earlobes, rubbing pressure along the periphery of the earlobes also is an immediate calm down and pulls us out of that thoughty place. And lastly, they have Daydreamer Doodle. And this is a good one also. I think we were talking about it earlier this week because it also, when we daydream or doodle and make shapes in the clouds, which is when I do actually fairly frequently, is it creates white space in the brain, which then also allows for more creativity. Okay, so there you have it. Taking a break is never a waste of time. Lastly, all I want to say is uh, is, is that, you know, to take a break is a good thing, obviously. we just, well, I also want to say that we're not saying to throw your very, you know, tenacious work ethic you know, down the tubes, like anything else, it's, it's balance, right, and uh, lastly, i throw another statistic at you, because they say that, um, the productivity and purpose are important also, which we know, we need to have meaning in our lives and purpose, and also with Marty Solomon's PERMA, right, positive regard or emotion, engagement, um, relationships, meaning and accomplishment. So those are all the meaning and accomplishment are part of what fills up the bucket of well-being. So we don't want to throw those away either. It's balance. And we and uh, these authors talk about how, you know, the taking a break thing is so healthy, so important, so good for productivity, creativity, increasing all of it, happiness, everything, focus. And then when when it goes to the other way and there's too much free time, Then that isn't good. So they say that um, this team's analysis of data from the American Time Use Survey conducted 2012 and 2013, something for 21 something thousand Americans responded, gave a detailed account of what they'd done in the previous 24 hours. More free time was associated with higher subjective well-being. Good. We said that up to two hours. But started to decline if people had more than five hours of daily free time on their hands. So obviously we're not talking about that vacation to Disney World, you know, once. If this is, you know, your usual pattern most of the weeks of the whole year, having more than five hours of free time on your hands is too much. We're not talking about volunteering. That's still productive. You're just not getting paid. That's not the same thing. Um, So balance is what we're talking about. All right. So there we go. Take a break. It is never a waste of time. Feel good about it. That's it. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, mindful day. Okay, so there you have it. Taking a break is never a waste of time. Lastly, all I want to say is, uh, is, is that you know to take a break is a good thing. Obviously, we just. Well, I also want to say that we're not saying to throw your very, you know, tenacious work ethic. You know down the tubes like anything else it's it's balance right and uh lastly i'll throw another statistic at you because they say that um the productivity and purpose are important also which we know we need to have meaning in our lives and purpose and also with marty Seligman's perma right positive regard or emotion engagement um relationships meaning and accomplishment so those are all the meaning and accomplishment are part of what fills up the bucket of well-being so we don't want to throw those away either it's balance and we and uh these authors talk about how you know the taking a break thing is so healthy so important so good for productivity creativity increasing all of it happiness everything focus and then when when it goes to the other way and there's too much free time then that isn't good. So they say that um, this team's analysis of data from the American Time Use Survey conducted 2012 and 2013, something for 21-something thousand Americans responded, gave a detailed account of what they'd done in the previous 24 hours. More free time was associated with higher subjective well-being, good, we said that, up to two hours, but started to decline if people had more than five hours of daily free time in their hands. So obviously, we're not talking about that vacation to Disney World, you know, once. If this is a, you know, your usual pattern, most of the weeks of the whole year, having more than five hours of free time on your hands is too much. We're not talking about volunteering. That's still productive. You're just not getting paid. That's not the same thing. Um, So balance is what we're talking about. All right. So there we go. Take a break. It is never a waste of time feel good about it. That's it. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, mindful day.